Hello and welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And today on the show, we're going to answer a question which we've seen on uh, one of the Facebook groups that we're involved with. And it's it's a bit of a nightmare. So we'll read you, read you the, the story and we'll make some comment on it. So the person has said, property nightmare, please help. Not a great start. Um, I bought a property with my 65-year-old aunt. She put on the deposit uh, due to her age. Uh, and I've got the mortgage, but her name is also on the mortgage document and the title because we thought that's only fair. Now, she's had some mental health issues, um, gone, gone a bit crazy, telling her friends uh, a, a few few lies here and there, um, and everybody's kind of given up. But what, what do I do uh, in order to respond? Because I've bought this, this investment property with her, uh, not really sure how to handle it. Now, Andrew, I know you've got um, experience helping people uh, and families structure investments like this all the time. Uh, this is probably one of the worst cases you've probably heard about, but what would your advice typically be both to, to this investor and then as well for, for people looking to structure things correctly with their families? So for this investor, uh, my advice would probably be to get out now as quickly as possible uh, and for as little cost as possible. Now getting out doesn't necessarily mean selling the house, but I would definitely be figuring a way of getting the aunt off that property. If you can't get her off that property, we need to we need to look at um, paying her out or, or, or actually selling it at that stage because uh, I think this is going to open a can of worms. And the problem of course with families is um, money will tear apart families quicker than anything else, uh, quicker than Monopoly at Christmas. It's really important that you uh, we, we structure things in such a way that um, it's clear what's going to happen when something goes wrong. So uh, we're always a little bit cautious when people want to start investing with others um, who may, if it's not their spouse, um, or, or maybe, you know, a friend of a similar age, uh, maybe. And, and even then you've got to be really, really careful. Now I, I've got a number of investments that I'm in partnership with, um, with, with friends and family. Uh, it's absolutely a good way of, of uh, getting into investments sooner if you can't do it yourself at the moment. But it comes with a whole lot of risks, and Economics 101 will teach you that partnerships always fail, So, um, because generally that's true. So just thinking about some of the things here that maybe would be warning signs for me. So the first is the age difference. Um, and so because of the age and stage difference here between the two investors, I would think that a 65-year-old's exit strategy um, and also you know, what they're wanting to get out of this investment would be very different from a person who's maybe in their 30s uh, or 40s. And, and so, you know, as we've discussed before, a 65-year-old's probably looking for an income sooner than that person that's maybe 40. So because those goals aren't aligned, it's going to make it really hard to get an investment that's going to suit them both. Um, one thing here that's happened, uh, because this person now maybe isn't of the, 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 the crazy aunt, um, for lack of a better term, uh, the crazy aunt uh, is now in maybe a state where she's unable to make a, a uh, rational decision, um, maybe what needed to have happened was there maybe needed to be a, like a power of attorney or something like that, uh, a lawyer to maybe uh, have some sort of agreement that if something happened to one of the parties, and it doesn't mean that someone's gone, you know, um, 
gone mental. Uh, it's, it could just be that you know maybe someone's maybe someone's injured themselves or maybe someone's died. That's also something that you know two investors might get into it and someone passes away. And I've had uh, clients where this has happened. And so now what do we do here? Uh, because all of a sudden, um, like with a business, you know you might have two business partners. One partner, pa- one business partner passes away. All of a sudden, you've got um, a, a, a spouse who's now involved in your business, and you might not want them there. And so in a business, often you would have these buy sell agreements where you'd have an exit strategy or you'd have insurance to protect against you know paying out that other person so I think yeah first first warning sign is the age and stage thing and the goals not being aligned uh, second I really think it's important to have a power of attorney or something like that if you've got um, a situation where two investors are in investing or two or more investors are investing you need someone to be the representative uh, of each of those parties in the event that that person couldn't couldn't um, uh, sign something themselves um, and I'm just thinking about one of my clients at the moment that we're dealing with uh, uh, We've got a build under construction for him at the moment, and he's been involved in a serious, serious injury, which is going to massively affect his income. And so now we've got to think about, okay, well, what do we do now? Um, Because he doesn't have an income, he's not going to be able to get a mortgage, and his goals have seriously altered. Um, Next thing I want to talk about is maybe just having a um, having a really clear exit strategy, uh, and uh, this this is very important no matter who you're investing with. Um, so if you're investing with a boyfriend or girlfriend or a partner or something like that, um, it's really important that you outline at the start. Okay, well we both put this amount of money in. In the event of us separating or in the event of us deciding we're going to get out of this, what does that look like? And so it's kind of it's preparing for the worst and, and hoping for the best. So um, if, if in, in this instance they've put in different amounts of deposits, um, you want to say, okay, well, let's say someone's put in 50000 someone's put in $10,000. Do you then take your deposits out and then the profits are split 50-50? because you might say well that's fair but then also maybe that's not fair maybe actually you need to say well you know you get x amount of shares you get x amount of shares and then if that's the case well then how do you distribute those profits do you do them based on that basis and and, and again it has to be outlined at the start um another really uh important thing about this case is they took out the mortgage together so that means that they're both jointly and severally liable for that mortgage. Now let's say there's no tenant tomorrow. So the tenant the tenant up and leaves or, or they end their tenancy and now the house is vacant. So who pays that mortgage and do they pay it in 50-50? So let's say the aunt who's 50, 65 uh, can't contribute half of those mortgage payments, all of a sudden that uh, the, the, the initial investor that's asking this question has to make 100% of that payment. If they don't, what will happen is the bank will record that as a default on their mortgage and it will seriously impact their ability to borrow in the future. And whilst they can say, well, I'm only responsible for 50%, the bank doesn't care. You're responsible for all of it because we can't sell half a house. And so uh, what they're going to look at is, is, okay, well, you need to pay it. And if you don't, we're going to wind up the whole thing. And, and the last thing you want is a mortgage sale. So you really have to have these kind of... Um, discussions at the very start before you go and invest with someone else um, even if it is your partner in my, in my opinion you need to have all of these things outlined uh, and and 
it's great to have everything 50-50 all the time, but the reality of the real world is there might be an instance where it's not 50-50, and so then what do we do in that case? Um, if if we are in a situation where one person's out of employment and another person has to make a higher mortgage payment, how are you going to correct that later on down the track, have this all drafted by a lawyer, Everyone needs to get independent legal advice, um, put some insurance in place, and have some power of attorneys in place um, so that you've got some you, you've got some uh, uh, someone else that can sign in the event of someone being overseas or someone um, getting ill or, or having an injury or, or worse yet death. So these are some of the things you can do as well. You know, either if you find yourself in a bit of a crisis situation like this, or to help you to avoid a crisis situation if you're already there. It's quite simple. You've got to, you've got to get out and get out as quickly as you possibly can. Um, but if you're going to go into co-ownership or joint ownership with people, make sure you're setting it up correctly. Have those difficult conversations. Ensure you've got an exit strategy uh, and, and some thinking around around how you're setting up the mortgages as well. Now, speaking of mortgages, if you want to learn more about property with Andrew and I, then why not check out our epic guide to mortgages? This is a nine and a half thousand word guide, an article on our website we've just released uh, specifically about how to get a mortgage and then how to pay it down more quickly. It's a really good read. We'll link to that in the show notes. And hey, don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. It really does help us get the message out to more and more people. Thanks for listening to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nicholl. And we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies, tactics and insights to help you get the most out of the New Zealand property market. Until next time.